Yo, we're live. Um, I've really got to get some kind of intro down because that's just not going to cut it. I feel like I'm like yelling at some attractive woman or something. Today we're we're cracking the Rolling Rock. Um, very, very, very shitty day. Um, thank God for the Memphis Grizzlies. It would have been really shitty. Um, but the Colts, Colts really fucked me. And uh, well, the worst part about it was I know a couple of my subscribers, clients, whatever, friends, um, really got fucked up. Um, and that, that's something I'm not used to when it comes to actually, you know, one thing I've always said, like when I got my buddies, especially when I was younger, when I like go clubbing or at the bars, or whatever, growing up in Atlantic city, after we'd go out, we'd be drinking and, you know, we had pretty much all the money's all the money we had to our name at the time in college to, you know, out on a blackjack table or roulette wheel or whatever craps table. And if I lost, it was like, whatever, um, you know, I know I'm making it back. It's pedestrian money, whatever. But when I would watch other people lose, it would really get to me. And I'm just, you know, talking about watching other people gamble and losing. Um, it really would get to me. But now this isn't just watching other people gambling. This is, me telling them what to fucking bet and watching them lose. Um, it sucks. It fucking burns. It hurts like something. Uh, it's indescribable. I don't even know what to say. Um, one thing I always used to do with poker, um, back in the day when online poker was big, we really had a lot of these, like, um, I guess a lot of software that would track everything, track every hand you play, every dollar you put into a pot or a tournament, and there'd be graphs. And I remember my my tournament graph, when you combine it with like um, the different types of tournaments, it was like ridiculous. It was like up 200,000, down 200,000, down 200,000, up, back up. Um, and a lot of that was just you know playing things I probably shouldn't have been playing. But my cash graph was always just like a steady climb. And like a lot of times it would feel like the world's like falling. Like I just couldn't win. Things would just be not working out. But when I would always like during those times, those rough patches, I would always take a look at my graph and you would just see like, you know, over time she's up and, and she's going to keep going up. Um, and it's something I said last week on Tuesday, I was going to kind of put everything together and get all the stats for the year. Um, it kind of sucks because at one point I, I believe we we're about to crack fifteen thousand uh, at our high point. Um, but if you followed all of my picks this year, including this ridiculously horrible run since Thanksgiving, if you followed all my picks to a T, um, which I know no one really does. Um, but if you did, um, you'd be up four thousand one hundred and ninety dollars. Um, and I say that with the the most disgust possible for bringing up that amount of money because it's been a rough run since thanksgiving uh, it really has um, we should be up a lot more but you know those are things that we go through i didn't plan on doing this pod um after watching the colts game um, which is something i don't like to do anymore i really try not to watch the games um this game i was watching uh, i was in atlantic city uh placing a bet and watched the first half in atlantic city and was pretty disgusted and started driving back to so we pretty much watched the second half on the expressway um brutal and we're gonna cheers to that take a sip of the rolling rock <sighs> but yeah i'm um i wasn't planning on doing the podcast tonight but i think it's a good time to just kind of let it out and i got a couple things to get off my chest um one of the biggest things is 
the number 53. Actually, the biggest thing, um, the most important thing about this podcast is the number 53. It's a very important number in my life. Um, I can't think of any athletes with that number. I think Brian Urlacher was close, but if you can come up with an athlete without Googling um, who rocked number 53, DM me. I'll buy you a milkshake. But um, so yeah, 53, if I ever do get a tattoo, um, this will be on my body somewhere. Um, a very important number to me. So where it comes from is a lot of my clients don't even get this, but I'm really big on finding the best value. Um, with one of the books in Pennsylvania, uh, the, basically the Parks book, sports book, um, you can get it at Rivers Casino as well. You can adjust the lines. You pretty much bet any line you want on the bigger games, uh, especially in the NFL market. So what you can do is let's say a game is um, – Tonight, the the, uh, the Colts were plus nine. Um, I can get them. I could buy it up. I could basically sell points to plus eight and get it at plus 100, even money, no juice. Um, especially off dead numbers, I absolutely love it. But that's another topic we'll talk about another time, something I'm really interested in. Um, but I love minus 110, and I absolutely love when I get minus 105. Um and my clients, they, I don't think they really understand it. Like I get super excited sometimes when we get a better line or a better VIG. Um, and the reason why it excites me is I know how much it affects everything over time. Um, the way that I look at things in sports betting, because of the juice, the 10% juice, so every bet you make typically is minus 110. So if you bet, if you want to win $100, you have to lay $110, and the house is taking that $10 in theory. So if you do the math on that, it works out to, you know, if, if it was 50-50, uh, meaning if there was no juice, if you bet 100 and you win 100, you would have to win 50 bets out of 100 to break even. Now, when you add in that 10% juice, it comes out to like 52 point something, something, something um, that you would need to win. So the way I look at it is if I want a small profit, I need to win 53 out of 100 bets. Um, it doesn't sound that hard. Uh, in, in theory, a blindfolded drunk baby should be able to pick 50 out of 50 games, 50 out of 100 games. Um, so all we're looking for, if all of our bets were the same size, all we're looking for is to win 53 out of 100 games to break, to, to basically break even. Um, and the reason why that 53 number is so important to me is if you look at it that way, it, it kind of like, it really changed your perspective on betting. Um, a lot of t- it's really hilarious doing what I do when I get all these emails, texts, and calls during games um, from clients, um, especially with the NFL, because I've been doing really well with this recently where I don't watch the games live. Um, I subscribe to a service where I can watch the games after the fact. I can watch different broadcasts. I can watch the coaches' film from above the stadium. Um, and I love it. It really, really helps me take the emotion out of everything. Um, but when I see their messages, it's like it's like they're all in on every game. I and mean, they may be. <laughs> but um, it, it's just not the right mindset. And thinking of it this way, well, with the number 53, it really can change everything for a, a gambler or a better or um, the way you look at things. Um, and I really do like, not to go off on a big tangent, but I really do like looking at things, you know, in gambling and comparing them to real-life situations. And this, the, looking at, um, each game this way has helped me so much in my daily life um, with my nine to five job. It really just kind of reminds me that, you know, the results of one situation, um, they're really irrelevant. Um, it's about what you're putting into it, what you're doing in that moment. Um, as long as you keep making the right decisions, uh, every chance you get to make a decision, whether it's putting a bet in, 
whether it's speaking, whether it's helping somebody or um, doing anything. As long as you're making the, the best decision you can make in that moment, things are going to pan out over time. Um, and I really kind of got that mindset from this. Um, that's why I'm so big on this 53 number. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can be on the right side and lose. Um, you can't sit here and tell me if, if you watch the Philadelphia Eagles game, um, we'll call it the Eagles game, not the Redskins game. If you watch that football game this, this weekend and you had the spread and if you had the Eagles minus four and a half, you can't tell me with any, at any point in that game that you were on the right side, that whole entire game until the last play, you were on the wrong side. If you bet the Eagles. And it just goes to show you, um, you, you can be on the right side and lose. And that's why we have a bankroll. That's why we, we're only out there looking to win more. You know, baseline is 53 out of 100. Um, you, it's not a, you can't look at it one game at a time. You, you know how many people, you know, either threw their tickets away or said, oh, you know, I'm never, never betting again. Yada, 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 if they had the Redskins or even if they had the Eagles before that last play. Um, do you know how many people said that? And yeah, a lot of them, obviously, it's not going to happen. But, that that kind of emotion and that kind of thought process, that's what I need to get rid of. Um, can't have it. Just can't have it. It's so weak, and it's everything that I'm against and need to be against. Gambling needs to be against. For gambling as a whole to become relevant in the world and society and be anything um, you know, more than a nuisance and a negative, we need more people with that mindset. I'm not saying you have to win. Um, for most people, gambling is entertainment. Um, most guys that gamble the biggest amounts of money, they don't give a fuck. They, they almost want to lose. Some of them do want to lose. Um, it's for entertainment. Um, I, I always say some of the biggest crushers in real life, they need an outlet. Uh, a lot of people don't get it. When I talk to like dealers or people that work at a casino or the sportsbook managers, they just don't fucking get it. It's so easy to say, oh, man, if I had that kind of money, I wouldn't put $5,000 on a game. It's just like you have no clue what's going through that guy's head. It's, it doesn't necessarily mean they have a gambling problem. You know, in order for somebody to make $500,000 in a year at their real job, you know, someone who's crushing real life, some would say, sometimes you need an outlet like a $5,000 bet on a game that you know nothing about. Um, but on that topic, um, I get that all the time you know why so big why are you betting so much if you do the math on it there's there's a fucking reason why i'm betting so big it's not because i'm like a degenerate gambler or i'm chasing something or anything like that if you do the math on it on the math on these let, let's say i have a one percent not edge let's say i have a one percent roi return on investment which would mean a little bit more um you know let's say i'm betting five thousand dollars and it, I, be, I i could be wrong here but if i'm betting five thousand dollars on a game and I have a 1% ROI, that should come out to $50. I could be wrong there. Um, I'm whipping out the calculator here. Now, if I have, let's say I have a 10% edge, which I don't think I do. It could definitely go on a, I could, you could probably do a 10% ROI over a season, on a, on a lucky season where you're running good. I don't think that's sustainable long-term, but close to that is. Even if I had a 10% return on investment at $5,000 a game, I'm only expected to make $500 a game. Um, so by betting $5,000, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you can win you know, $5,000. No. Um, you're, the way you should look at it, if you have the, that 53 mindset, when you're betting $5,000, you know, you, you, whatever your ROI is, which is typically somewhere between 
for some people it's negative. Um, for someone like myself, I'm saying I would say I'm somewhere between two percent and seven percent. Um, that's where I'm at, and I honestly have no clue um, where I'm at in that range exactly. It could be on the higher end, could be on the lower end. Um, I do know I'm in the positive. I I don't know exact an exact number. Um, that's something I really have to sit down and track a couple more things to figure out. Um, I don't really have any interest in that. Um, it's interesting to think about. I don't really have an interest in my own ROI just because I really just rather see each season's results, uh, the exact amount of cash um, won. But it's just, it's just the right way to think about it, though. Um, that's why people bet so big. Um, not everybody, but you know that's why they should be betting so big. Um, you know, if the bankroll dictates and the situation allows it. The other number I want to talk about is the number eight. Um, this is the amount of people that in some way, shape or form asked me for a free trial run or free picks or what have you, um, over the last two weeks. I'm not talking like buddies, like shooting the shit about one game or something. I'm talking, you know, like, Oh, you know, just give me a free run. Give me the picks for a week. Yada, yada. I'm going to repeat this. I said it in my first episode, um, this, this isn't, I'm not bluffing. I don't want your business. Uh, in the beginning, I did all kinds of crazy shit that I shouldn't have probably to, to get followers, to get clients. Uh, and you know, I should have, it did work out, but now where I am right now with the amount of clients I have, no shot in hell. Um, it just doesn't make any sense for me. I don't need your business. I don't want your business. Uh, I'm doing my thing. You can jump on board if you want. If, if you're betting, you're betting a decent amount of money on games and you're questioning, you don't really know what you're doing. You're a fucking idiot for not, you know, get with me. But um, most of the people listening to this probably shouldn't subscribe. Um, there's there, there could be a lot you get out of listening to this podcast and following me on social media or whatever the hell I do over my little gambling adventure here um, without ever su- subscribing. Um, but yeah, it's just not happening, guys. Um, and, and stop. Yeah, just, just you're you're almost getting worse than the guys that are just, the random guys that are just asking me for loans and money and shit. But um, yeah, it's just not happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, shitty night. That note will take a sip of the Rolling Rock. And yeah, for the uh, guys out there who don't bug me about the free trials, um, definitely hit me up. We got some. Uh, end of season or season long holiday specials um you know being that time of the year where we're getting into the end of football season going to the playoff run and the nba is really starting to kick off um definitely could work something out with you um especially while i'm in the holiday spirit uh, to get us through the end of these two uh, these two seasons here um but yeah that's all i got for you tonight um very very rough night depressing podcast depressing night um it was uh, it was a really really close week to being a huge week um my i guess i should go over my picks the uh i got it right here in front of me here nba's been solid recently um i don't know what kind of run i'm on here but it's been pretty good um but as far as nfl goes steelers they lost that game um quarterback reminded me of Brissett tonight i can't even i, I don't even know his last name hodges whatever the fuck his name is they should have put mason rudolph in right away i watched the game I watched the game and I also watched the coach's film um, of the fourth quarter and he was missing wide receivers that were wide open. I'm not talking about missing with the football. I mean, not finding them at all. Um, Actually, one of the game announcers shocked the hell out of me. 
he actually saw um, him miss a wide receiver in the fourth quarter. He, he was like running a, um, a drag route, like a deeper drag route, who was wide the fuck open, and he threw it to the, the other side of the field. He caught that and showed the replay, which I've, I haven't seen too much of that of announcers. And I always thought announcers either don't want to like bash anyone on air, but that's not really the case. I think they just have no fucking clue. And they're just focused on what's going on in front of them. But, um, yeah, I mean, he picked that out. But there was, like, uh, no joke, in the fourth quarter, there was five other plays where a guy was wide the fuck open. And he just totally didn't even throw the ball in that direction. And then there's about three other ones where he did catch them and just missed through it. Um, If Mason Rudolph gets put in that game, they win. Tonight, if Hoyer gets thrown into that game at any point, Colts win. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Colts cover. That game was on Brissett. I thought Frank Wright drew up a perfect game plan. Um, basically, the Saints were missing their two biggest run stoppers. And they knew the Colts were going to come in with a, a running game plan. So the Saints just totally, totally went all in on stopping the run. So, you know, and right from the first play of the fucking game, Frank Wright drew up a deep bomb uh, for Brissett because he knew what the Saints were going to do. And he just couldn't he couldn't get it done. Um, if the team's going to go all out to stop the run and you can't pass the ball, there's nothing you can do. It doesn't matter who's on the field. Um, that, that game was on Percet. That was a horrible performance. Um, I, I don't like the stats, like the QBR stats. Here's my problem with the QBR stats. If I, if I hike the ball and I throw the ball to a wide receiver and it's a duck and it's five yards off from, from the numbers, but he makes a crazy catch. Does the QBR reflect that? Um, Nick Foles, a, a great example of this. You know, I love Nick Foles. Have to. Um, the one he, the money he won me, and uh, just you know the run he went on for Philadelphia. Gotta love the guy. But his stats are so fucking misleading. Uh, you know, he's not to turn this into like a like a sports announcing kind of podcast, but where it's my opinion. But on that note, we do have guests coming on and other other cappers soon. Uh, really cool. But Nick Foles, man, like. He just knew what to do with the team that he had that fit his style. It would be like third and 14. He'd be like about to get his ass kicked by like two, you know, linebackers. And he would just chuck it up to Alshon. He knew the personnel that he had and it worked out great with his style. He didn't have the biggest arm in the world. He would just chuck it up to Alshon. And now you got a quarterback like Wentz. I think Wentz is great. I think Wentz is going to be a top quarterback in the league. He's got a lot of developing to do still, um, especially um, with his decision-making. But he's the kind of guy that wants the perfect throw. He wants to make the perfect pass. Whereas Foles, he knew he wasn't you know, a top quarterback, but he fucking played like it. And the reason why was his wide receivers made the plays for him. He allowed his wide receivers to make the plays for him. Some of those throws, Wentz would, Wentz would like puke. He would be like, oh, man, that's a horrible decision to throw that ball. And, yeah, you're right, Carson. But if you chuck the ball up and you allow someone like Alshon Jeffrey, who's basically a tight end at wide receiver – Give him a chance to make the play. You know he might catch it, and even on that horrible throw, if he catches it, what does it do to his QBR or whatever advanced stat or metric you want to use to watch these quarterbacks? Um, it, that's why I don't. I try to avoid the getting too deep into the stats. There's, there's I could. We're gonna have another podcast about stats and how they can be misleading. Um, it's really interesting um, stuff. But maybe I think I have my buddy Joe coming on this week, and I think that's something I really want to talk to him about because he's a num- more of a numbers guy. Um, he's a really smart handicapper, but he's definitely more of a numbers guy than me, but he's still, he kind of knows what's up. Um, 
Um, so I think that could be interesting, an interesting discussion with him. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the Steelers and Colts fucked me. The Bears, I mean, they, the end of that game, they, they should have covered. That was ridiculous. Um, the wide receiver dropped the ball in the end zone. Two hands on the ball in the end zone. Ball's out of the numbers. Got to catch that. And then the, the very next play, I don't know what was going on. I think whoever had that ball was paid off by somebody to not score a touchdown because if he just pitches that ball to the right, it's, um, you know, Chicago's walking in and most likely a cover. Um, that was a rough loss. We did have the Cowboys for the top play of the week. Uh, we did have the Chiefs. I absolutely love the Chiefs. More so of a play on the snow and um, against Drew Locke. Uh, this is, you know what? I don't even think about this. This proves my point perfectly. Top four QB. Uh, Drew Brees tonight might might be up there now. For, for, all right, so prior to tonight, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't bring this up. Prior to tonight, top four QBR performances of the year. This is off the top of my head. I believe numbers one, two, and three belong to Lamar Jackson, um, which is pretty wild. Before the season, who would have thought that? QBR, best performance of the year, number four. Well, the fourth perform, fourth best performance of the year. Drew Locke from Denver. Uh, the game versus Houston, um, which that game versus Houston, I have another podcast come up. I'm going to talk about in depthly because it, it's a, a concept that I am huge on. And it really kind of uh, is what I'm all about when it comes to sports handicapping, um, why the Broncos won that game and how they won it. But um, we're going to talk about that in another podcast when I'm more up for it. Um, but Drew Locke has the number four QBR performance of the year in one single game. And if you know anything about Drew Locke, you know, I've watched his college career no way. No no shot in hell is he. He's not an NFL quarterback. Um, once again, I don't want to turn this into a sports opinion podcast where I'm just basically like a con coward just talking about whatever I want to talk about as far as what my opinion is. But um, no, I'll go on air saying Drew Locke, not happening, not, a quarter, not an NFL quarterback. Um, on that note, I also I do have a uh, a bet with one of my buddies that Robert Griffin the third RG three is going was going to win a Super Bowl. Well, the bet was RG three is going to win a Super Bowl when he was drafted with the Redskins, and uh, that may come true this year as a backup for the Ravens. So I'm pretty good with these uh, quarterback uh, synopsis. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean Chiefs and Cowboys were the two winners, and Steelers, Bears, and Colts were the two were the three losers. Um, so yeah, rough week, had a lot of potential, um, yeah, on the next week. Um, and that's why, you know, I guess the point of this podcast really was the number 53. Um, and you know, this is just, it really, if you look at the graph long-term over season, even, um, these are the kind of weeks or stretches where it's just, you know, it's just a little speed bump. Um, you just got to keep plugging. That's the reason why we have bankroll management. That's the reason why we bet certain amounts and, and don't go uh, crazy on, on just one game. But, yeah, all right, um, hit me up if you guys want to subscribe. Uh, I'll be on the air again soon this week, hopefully my buddy Joe. Um, our schedules won't collide. I do have a busy week with work, but hopefully we can get together. I've got a couple of cool ideas. Um, I have a really cool idea to kind of, um, I guess, make my journey a little bit more personable um, and, you know, more of a uh, pedestrian level. I have a really, really cool fucking idea. It will take a lot of time on my part, but um, I'm going to think about it over the next couple of days. Um, yeah, maybe I'll share it before I really decide to commit to doing it. It's one of those things where if I commit to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. It's going to take a lot of time and work, but um, maybe I'll kind of share it 
over there with close friends and get their ideas on it um, before I jump into it. But yeah, hopefully um, me and Joe will share some free picks uh, when we get together and um, go over a couple uh, cool concepts, uh, a couple ideas I have. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for you guys on the next week.